0: Stay prepared for the up and down Life is like see I'm it's a bitch, man What's going on guys? Just another critic Week 5 predictions continued um, We're going to be talking about USC and Washington in this one USC just breaking back into the top 25 at 21 Washington moved up a few spots to 17 Both teams coming into this matchup With a 3-1 record Washington 3-1 against the spread Um, USC two and two against the spread Uh, let's go and run over the stats real quickly USC offense averaging 33 points per game defense allowing 24 points per game offense um, looking pretty heavy in the pass attack averaging 324 passing yards per game with a average of 118 yards on the ground Back on defense, allowing 250 yards per game and allowing 170 on the ground per game. Turnover differential, uh, plus 1.25. So that's always a great thing to have in your back pocket, um, being very good and being positive on the turnover uh, differential. Looking at Washington statistically, offense averaging 40 points per game, defense allowing 18 points per game. Passing yards, uh, looking at the offense, putting up 270 through the air per game. And then on the, uh, on the ground, they're averaging close to 200 yards on the ground. So a pretty balanced attack statistically. Uh, passing yards allowed per game, 213. Rushing yards allowed per game, 118. And the turnover differential is negative 0.5 right now. And so coming into this game, here's what we know. Let's talk about USC. USC, the run game hasn't really been uh, consistent. uh, Well, hasn't been as consistent as they'd like it to be. They've pretty much depended on their quarterbacks. Um, Obviously, it started with JT, Daniels, who got hurt, ACL, gone for the season. Then going into the Utah matchup, they had Caden Slovis, injured, concussion. And then they brought in... um, Forget the dude's first name but his last name is Fink, third string quarterback and the dude just went off. Uh pretty much made a ton of big plays. He's got a great deep ball, made a ton of big plays with Michael Pittman. Um as we already know, USC continuously brings in uh a solid group of wide receivers on a year-to-year basis, so that's never the issue um at USC. And obviously, as you can see, they're averaging close to 350 yards in the air. Um, But Fink, right, with Fink, while he did have a great game, the thing that I didn't see from from him was uh, his ability to, you know, put a drive together, put possessions together, to take his team, you know, from whatever it is, you know, the 20-yard line and drive them down and to see consistency. On that offense most of most of the touchdowns came from big plays right Michael Pittman uh, deep ball um, number 21 on the other side catching a deep ball in the end zone so everything was pretty much big plays uh, big plays uh, explosive plays that led to touchdowns so if you look at their time of possession they, they really didn't hold the ball for that long and so I'm not sure that's going to be something that is going to be as um, dependable when you're going up against Washington. Washington, as we know, has consistently produced um, some of the best pass defenses throughout the year, throughout the past few years since Chris Peterson has been there, obviously. Um, but they did lose a lot of guys on defense. I think it was almost 80% of that defense from a season ago was uh, had graduated or went to the draft. So they lost a lot of a lot of experience on that side of the ball, but as we saw, they they've been playing pretty well um, and, and you know close enough to that standard that they're typically used to seeing uh, from Washington. And I think a big game plan coming into this game for Washington is gonna be obviously to limit the explosive plays. They're probably gonna double Michael Pittman and pretty much let um, Fink have everything he wants. Um, underneath and knowing that they're going to give him that and they're going to try and close that space quickly and so they're probably going to give him the flats they're going to give him underneath they're going to give him those short dink and dunk passes but they're going to have somebody ready to close that space and you know give them that one to two yards um, of yardage but essentially making him drive the ball down the field and put together possessions put together um you know whether it's 70 yard drives 60 yard drives whatever it may be they just want to challenge him and not give him that easy play and, and throwing it up to Pittman not saying that those guys aren't still going to go out there and make plays for Fink but those are that's that's the type of game plan that I see Washington taking on the defensive side of the ball limiting those explosive plays and doubling those those big wide receivers and doing their best to um, obviously get to the quarterback and, and put some pressure on him. Surprisingly enough, um Fink had a had a decent amount of time versus that highly touted Utah defensive line. And the big the big uh story that wasn't talked about was USC's defensive line. They were the they were the big story after the game. When coming into the game, it was Utah's uh D line. And so if um USC's D-line can step up again, right? We know what we've seen with Washington. Obviously, Jacob Eason coming out of Georgia. Um, lots of hype behind him. Washington themselves, man, they've got a great group of wide receivers, very underrated. Uh, they aren't talked about enough. And they're big play guys. They they can contort their body. They can make you know those acrobatic catches, those one-handed catches. And Jacob Eason has the arm talent. It's just a matter of, you know, as some people say, does he have it above the shoulders? And so when they when they went up against Cal, he kind of got stifled there, right? And so this is going to be another game where he can prove to, you know, not only himself, but the doubters that he's got what it takes to go up against some of the better defenses in the country or in the Pac-12. Obviously, um, this... This USC defense um, didn't exactly face one of the best passing attacks in Utah. You know they're they're more of a balanced attack. They like to run the ball. They had Zach Moss, um, and they like to pound it down their throat. But they had to move towards the passing game because of how fast USC was scoring. And so um, Washington, on the other side, statistically they look more they look more balanced. But what I think we'll see is. Um, a heavy dose of of pass attack, um, because not that they can't run the ball. We've seen that they can. I know their their running back was hurt uh, against BYU, so um, we saw the running game, but not as as well as we've seen it in in a few of their other games. But I think Washington is a very good team, um, and like I said, I love I actually love what the USC defense brings to the table. They've got a lot of young guys. And um, they were one of my sleeper my sleeper units coming into the season. A lot of redshirt sophomores, redshirt freshmen, a few true freshmen, um, and so pretty much the the key um, the major key, if you want to call it, is going to be doing what they did against Utah and getting getting some pressure on Eason. We've we've seen that um, if you can pressure the guy, he doesn't play he doesn't play his best football under pressure. Uh, we saw that against Cal, and so he's going to get another chance to prove that that was just a fluke, or we're going to find out if that that is the real, if that's the case, right? Um, he's got, like I said, he's got a great set of wide receivers. We know what Washington brings to the table in the secondary. Um, USC's O line has been doing a pretty decent job of protecting the quarterbacks. Is that going to be the case for Washington? Is this USC D line going to step up again and take over this game? And play a big part in the outcome. We're gonna find out um, because obviously we we weren't able to get a good gauge on Utah's O line because they had pretty much played cupcakes for the majority of their season uh, up until last week. But coming into this matchup, it should be very interesting. Uh, I'm not sure you know USC's defense in the secondary is gonna be able to put together the. Put together the plays they're gonna they're gonna need to make in order to shut down these these wide receivers that washington has i know i have a lot of usc friends that aren't gonna like what they're hearing um from me talking about them like that but uh really it's, it's, it's just a different a different um offense they're gonna be seeing this week because like i said utah is not very heavy in the pass attack And I think Washington is going to try and take advantage of their matchups with the wide receivers. And um, as I continue to touch on, it's going to be we're going to see if if the USC D-line is the real deal. And if they can if they can get pressure, if they can get into the face of Jacob Eason, we're going to find out if he's the real deal. Um, I expect this game to come down to the quarterback play. And right now, I think Washington has the better of the quarterbacks. And this will be Fink's. Um, first true road test of the season right And we saw how that went for Caden Slovis And so Washington is not an easy place to play We know their stadium gets rocking um, But yeah I've pretty much covered everything that I wanted to cover I think this will be a good game I think USC will put themselves in a, in a position to win it But at this point in time I think Washington playing at home um, I think they're just going to have a better chance of winning On the outsides at the wide receiver positions in you know against their secondaries respectively I think Washington wins 31 to 24 once again my final score USC taking on Washington Washington wins at home 31 to 24. with that being said I have one more match I'm going to be covering today for week five and I'll see you in the next one peace yeah, stay prepared for the up and down. Like a it's a bitch, man I couldn't agree home.